anybody that can testify to that tonight? That not your neighbor, not somebody across the pew, but you are living proof that our God still works, that He still moves, that He still heals and delivers. God, I'm so thankful, Lord, that I don't serve a dead God, that I serve a God that still works and breathes and heals and delivers and restored. And if He said it, He can do it. If He's done it before, He can do it again and even greater. I said even greater. God, we praise You tonight, Lord. We thank You for Your presence that is in this place. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 29. Amen. What a wonderful, wonderful day it has been here at Greater Life Church. I'm thankful for all that God has already begun to do. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29. Read verses 4 through 6. Amen. Then verses 10 and 11. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Not my enemy, not the devil, not my own faults and failures, but God said, I have caused you to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands. That they may bear sons and daughters. That they may be increased there. And not diminished. For thus saith the Lord. Verse 10. That after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon. I will visit you. And perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. In verse 6, he says, I want you to take your sons and give them and have wives for them, and take your daughters and have husbands for them. That they may bear sons and daughters. That ye may be increased there. Tonight for just a little while I want to preach to you on that subject. Increased there. Father we love you tonight. We thank you for your presence that is in this place. God you only know what needs to be accomplished. God and I come delivering your word. I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay, God, and that we would experience whatever you have for us tonight. In the majesty, in your wonderful name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. And it is so. Amen. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. You know, we love the prosperity gospel. We love the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it messages and Messages of financial blessings and books upon books have been written about the increase that you can have. And the life lived for God is a life full of blessings. And we love that. Who doesn't love blessings? 
Who doesn't love financial blessings? We love blessings upon blessings. And we love revival and we love breakthrough. And we ought to. But the fact is, it's not always like that for everyone. The fact is, sometimes those messages seem so far off from where I really am. That when the preacher gets up and he's preaching about breakthrough and he's preaching about victory and joy and peace, that that seems so far away from my reality. And so I have a hard time getting with the preacher. I have a hard time resonating with what he's saying because the victory he's preaching about is contrary to the storm that I am in. And you're sitting there wondering, how in the world can somebody be shouting at his message? Because I I don't know about them, but I'm not in that place. I'm in a place where it seems like I'm oppressed, where it seems like I'm depressed, and, and it seems like anxiety has crept in. But in my circumstance tonight, I have options. I can sit here and do nothing and diminish or we can get going and we can do something and we can choose to live and increase but as Jonathan said it may be that the Lord will work for us I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen if we try this, if we step out in faith. But Brother Duane, it may be that if I would do this, that God would respond and that God would hear me and that God would move on my behalf. I can complain about captivity. I can complain about my world and Babylon all day, every day. And this is just the season that I'm in. This is the place that God has placed me. But at the end of the day, even in this place, God desires for there to be increase in my life. Even in a place where I'm going to be in captivity and under the hand of a Nebuchadnezzar for 70 years, God said, in this place, I want you to increase. In this place, I want you to grow and I want you to thrive and I want you to be exactly who I'm calling you to be. I'm not talking about things. I'm not talking about leaving with more money in your bank account than you came in with. But even there, I want you to experience life. I know I've put you in a place that right now it doesn't make a lot of sense. But while you're here, while you're waiting on that verse 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, while you're waiting on prosperity, while you're waiting on breakthrough, while you're waiting on that victory, I want to tell you tonight, while you're here and waiting, you might as well make the most of your situation. You might as well pray like you know how to pray and worship like you know how to worship and say, this is just who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the one true King. And this is what I do it's what I know and I'm going to increase while I am here because if you don't 
The trial doesn't just end because you refuse to get involved. Your storm doesn't stop just because you grabbed your umbrella. There are still things that are going to take place and transpire in this place. So while I am here, I cannot just sit there. Because freedom doesn't come just because I refuse to do anything. I don't increase just by sitting and twiddling my thumbs and hoping something happens. But while I'm here, there is a place we've all been. It's a place that we dread. But God said, I want you to be increased there. I know it's not ideal. And I know it's not what you imagined, but in that season, know that I am still your God. And I am still fighting for you. I know there's been some hard times between us. And I know you haven't always listened to my voice. But I'm telling you, I will not leave you here for 70 years and more. It's going to be 70 years on the day, on the hour, on the minute. And when you come out, I want you to come out with increase. But the choice is up to you. The choice is how you respond there. You can sit there and you can leave diminished. Or you can plant and you can work and you can labor. And you can leave with substance in your life. I can increase or I can diminish. But that will be up to me and what I choose to do there. Joseph, betrayed by brothers, thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, lied on and thrown into prison. Genesis 39 tells us in verse 20, And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. He was there in that jail cell after all that he had already been through. And it would seem like a great opportunity to say, you know what, maybe this whole thing isn't what it's all cracked up to be. Oh, we like faith. We like prosperity. We like dollar signs. But what about when you've been in the pit and when you've been lied on and you've been betrayed and now you find yourself in a prison? What about then? But the Bible says, but the Lord was with Joseph. It said that Joseph had favor. So much so that the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners. And verse 23 said, The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it prosper. That even in a prison, even in a place where he should have been silenced and he shouldn't have a voice and he shouldn't have any influence, he said, even here, even in this place, I'm going to keep doing what I've always done. I'm going to keep living for God like I've always lived for God because I am who I am, but by the grace of God. Acts 16 verse 23 says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, that's bad. 
that they then cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. What he's really saying is, I want you to put them in a place where nobody can come in and nobody can come out. I want you to make sure these guys are kept safe. Put them in a place where they don't have influence. Put them in a place where they're bound and they don't have anything to offer or contribute. And it says, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, and at midnight... Paul and Silas said, well, I'm there. I'm, I'm in this prison. I'm in this cell. I'm, I'm in a dark place. And I might as well just diminish. I might as well just quiet it down and, and just give up and throw in the towel. No, it said Paul and Silas prayed. And they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And the place was shaken and the doors were opened and the chains and the stocks were broken free from them. And I want you to catch something. Paul and Silas were not prisoners who just said, let's give worship a try. But they were worshipers before they ever got into a prison. And they were worshipers when they were going to get out of prison. And so they said, you know what? While I'm here in this place, I'm going to be who I've always been. And I'm going to do what I've always done. Because I'm going to leave with increase. I believe that somebody might leave with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to sing praises. This is who I am. This is what I do. It doesn't matter if I'm on the outside and I'm free. I'm a worshiper. But go ahead and put me in the dark prison. Put the stalks on my hands and feet. I'm still a worshiper. I'm still a praiser. And I'm going to see increase even in that place. My circumstance and where I am should not determine what I do. It should not determine any other thing about my life. It should not change who I am and what I do. Silas, sure, here is not where I wanted to be. Sure. If we were to talk, I could think of a lot of places I would rather worship. I can think of a lot of places that I would rather sing and pray and dance and shout. The house of the Lord seems like a good place. But you know what? If I'm in a prison, then the prison becomes my house of worship. If I'm in a place of darkness, then that place of darkness becomes where I worship. If I'm in a place where I don't know what's going on, then that's the place that I'm going to worship. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. I am a worshiper and I'm going to keep on doing what I've always done. Somehow, some way, God said His purpose is for you to come out greater than you went in. 
Paul and Silas didn't just walk out of that jail cell that night. They went into the home of a jailer and his family and they all received the Holy Ghost. They were all baptized in Jesus' name because God intends for something greater after the trial. God desires for something greater than where you're currently at. But we get caught up in that, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to diminish or am I going to increase? What does God want? And if we would go just a few verses later, he said, I know the plans I have for you, but you've got to walk into those plans. I know the purpose I have for you, but you've got to do your part and increase while you're in this hard time. Genesis 15 verses 12 through 14 says, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And they shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. Well, that's bad. 400, we, we can't even fathom 400 seconds of that kind of life. But he said they're about to enter into a place where it's 400 years. But thank God the verse wasn't over. He said, and afterward, after the trial, after the trouble, after the prison, after the pit, after all you've been through, after the storm, afterward shall they come out with great substance. Now we fast forward to Exodus 3 and they've now been in bondage for 400 years. But now it's time for them to leave there. And Exodus 3 and 21 says, And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and it shall come to pass when you go you shall not go empty I've already told Abraham a long time ago that this day was going to come I promised the suffering I promised the difficulty I promised the hard time I didn't want anybody being caught by surprise that it's not, not all pancakes and rainbows and butterflies but there's hard days but I also promised him you would leave with great substance I also told him that after all of this there would be blessings and there would be a reward you will not go empty Pharaoh still threw his weight around Pharaoh still was a problem and a thorn in their flesh until there was a great cry in Egypt and the Bible says and at midnight and at midnight Pharaoh rose up at midnight there was a great cry at midnight God was doing something again we find midnight isn't it peculiar that God uses my darkest time and my darkest hour to see if I will respond and to see if I will move and to see if I will keep being who I've always been and keep living right and keep serving God and so he calls Moses and Aaron and he says rise up and get out take your flocks take your herds and be gone 
Well, that's good substance. But he said, I was leaving with great substance. He said, I was leaving with great substance. The Bible says the Egyptians began to send them out in haste. And Exodus 12 verse 35 says, And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. There's the great substance. I know it doesn't make sense that I came in with little to nothing. But it sure don't make sense that I'm leaving with more than I came in with. But that's just the way that God works. That's just the way that God intends for you to come into this place tonight. I know you came in with very little. I know you came in when you felt like you didn't have much. But you can leave this place with great substance. Who knows where it's going to come from? Who knows what God's going to direct to give you what you need but somehow against all odds you come out better than you went in you're like Daniel when they were eating of the king's meat and he said I'm not going to do that I'm not going to participate in that yet at the end of it all somehow he came out fairer and fatter than the rest of them he looked like he had been to an all you can eat buffet because God was the substance because God gave him everything that he needed. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down bound in a fiery furnace. But they walked out freed. It's God's will for you to walk out better than you came in. It's God's will that if you came in stumbling, that you would walk out worshiping and saying, Oh, I know it was hard, but I didn't stop praying there. I didn't quit worshiping there. I didn't give up hope there. I kept being who I've always been. Nobody likes being there. But while I'm there, I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to increase. Sorrow is going to come. Sorrow is a part of life. But the word tells me it's a promise that sorrow only lasts for a night. But joy comes in the morning. It may be sorrowful there right now. But just give it a little bit of time and there will be joy. Just give it a little bit of time and it's all going to make sense. This pain, this place, this season isn't forever. But we can't waste our time in this place just because it's not that place. We can't just settle here and waste our time waiting to get to a better place because if I do that, I diminish. I diminish there. And then when God decides it's time for me to be in that next chapter, then I've got to make sure I'm ready. I've got to make sure that I am increased. I don't get to decide when that is. I don't get to make that call. 
It's God that has caused me to be carried into this place. And it's going to be God that pulls me out of this place. It may be a whole lot longer than I imagine. And it may be a whole lot shorter than I imagine. But all I know if He brings me to it, He will see me through it. Oh, I know that's cliche. And I know we say it all the time. But it's the truth. If God brings you to a circumstance, if God leads you to there... If God leads you to that place, He said, I have plans for you, and it's to pull you back out of that place and bring you back to this place, the place that you belong. I don't know why you're there. I don't know what the purpose is of you being in that season, but you can count on it if God allowed you to be there. Better yet, if God caused you to be there, as Scripture said, then there is a divine purpose. And we're reminded of Romans 8 and 28 that's not just some cute bumper sticker that we put on our car. But it says, and we know. Not we have this hunch. Not we heard a rumor. Not some cute little quote somebody read out of Reader's Digest. But no, it's the Word of God. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to His purpose. You are there. Whatever your there is tonight, you're there. I know that seems so simple, but I want you to close your eyes and think about where your there is tonight. That's not changing. I wish that I could snap and you were out of that place and you were out of that struggle and out of that trial. But you are there however long God says you're there. It may be 400 years of bondage. It may be 70 years under Babylonian captivity. It may be three days in a tomb. It may be one night with a den of lions. It may just be a few moments in a fiery furnace. It may be in the belly of a whale. It may be in a prison cell somewhere. But the truth remains. I'm there. So while I'm there, I might as well make the most of it. You're not in your forever home. But you're not living in a bridge tonight because you haven't found your dream home. You didn't just settle and say, well, I didn't get all that I wanted and all that God promised me, so I'm just not going to do anything. We don't think that way when it comes to our natural living and in our home situation. We may not have our forever job that we thought we would have. And maybe you're not driving your forever dream car that you wanted. But if you wait to drive until you get that forever car, then right now you're getting nowhere. Right now, you're just in the same place that you've always been. But you say, you know what? It may not be what I feel like God has promised me. But I'm going to keep working towards that. I'm going to keep driving this until I get to that place. I'm going to keep living here until I live in that house. I'm going to keep showing up until I see that promise. I'm going to keep praying for my babies until I see them in church. I'm going to keep living for God. Well, well, you're there. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, it's all I know how to do. It's all I know how to do. It's just who I am. It's what I do every day.
What are you waiting for? Well, Brother Landon, I just wish I was in a better situation. I just wish I was in a better place. I just wish that I wasn't in this. And I w- so do I. But while I'm here, I'm going to increase. While I'm here, I'm going to do what God said to do. While I'm here, I'm going to keep serving and keep being faithful. Deuteronomy, he tells them to live and increase. Oh, increase. Yes, we love increase. But don't miss what he said first. Live. Live. I've got to live my life. I've got to continue doing what I've always done in this place. The lepers, they got a hold of this revelation and they said, we can't just stay here, we're going to die. We can't just keep doing this same thing and, and expecting a different result. We got to get up and do something. We got to go out and just see if maybe, just maybe we might make it. And just maybe we'll get out of this mess. We've got to do something. If the enemy can get you to do nothing in this season, then you will never be what you need to be when you get to that other place that God has for you. But what would happen if I said, let's increase here? Oh, I know it's not ideal, but let's increase here. I'm not saying that we settle. I'm not saying we get to the place where we're stuck and we accept unnecessary captivity. And we just, well, I'm just going to walk into it. I'm just going to walk into my trial because it's just all that's there for me. But if God is leading you into a season, if God is taking you into unfamiliar territory, then what I'm saying is there are some reasons and some places that God causes us to be so that we can increase in that place. He says, I'm going to put your life on pause for just a moment. I know you don't understand it, but it's what Brother Greg preached about on Wednesday night. He said, I know you don't understand why you're not there yet, but but if I just open the doors and you got to that place there'd be beasts that would devour you and if you got to that place there would be so many people there and the work wouldn't be done that I want to do so right now can you understand that I've got you here in this season for a moment if you would pause and just trust me and know that I know the plans that I have for you and so while you're here I want you to work so let's increase here let's see it happen here I'm here you're here we're all here so let's see what God can do you do what you want to do but I'm going to increase Silas I don't know what you came to do but I came to praise the Lord Oh, you got shackles on your hands. You got, I know. I don't know why you're here, but I'm going to praise the Lord while I'm here. I'm going to lift my voice while I'm here. I'm going to keep praising Him while I am here. Brother Jeff Arnold asked this question. He says, can God trust you with trouble? Can God trust you with trouble? Can God allow you to be there for 70 years and increase there? Can God trust that you're going to be increased and not diminish? 
My increase is not based on what God is just going to whip up for me. I'm not going to just sit back while God creates increase and throws it into my lap. God said, if you want increase, you got work to do. If you want increase, there's some things you can do to experience blessing and prosperity so that when you leave that place, you're greater than when you came in. My increase comes when I do what He's told me to do while I'm in those hard places. Let's be honest tonight. The real world is not always a land flowing with milk and honey. The places that we find ourselves is not always a promised land. It's not always this grand thing. Oh, we like to talk that way. Oh, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And I'm not saying that you walk around with a rain cloud over your head all the time. But what I'm saying is it's okay to just be real and say, you know what? I've been in a bad place for a little while. I've struggled for a little bit. I haven't felt it like I used to feel it. And I, I haven't shouted like I used to shout. And, and I've been in a place in the season that God's brought me to. And I don't know when I'm going out. But I'm not stopping doing what I'm doing right now. I'm not quit showing up to church just because I had a bad day. I'm not going to not pray just because God didn't answer my last prayer request. I'm going to keep serving Him while I'm there. Well, we like to talk about the life living for God. And God is always good. And God is always present. But we can set a precedent with people and tell them that they don't have to go through any trouble. But sometimes you have to endure some things before you can enjoy some things. Sometimes you have to go through difficulties. I know that God has given some of you a dream of heaven. But what you're living in right now seems to be quite the opposite of that God-given dream. And it'd be very easy to just say, you know what, it ain't worth all this. But I cannot just sit around and wait on heaven. All of this will depend on what season I find myself in. Because some people have been living in it. You've been living there. And you're about to walk out of there. But there are some that are right in the middle of it. And you're as halfway in as you are out. And you got a fight ahead of you. But you sure have fought some battles behind you. And there are some that are about to enter into your there. Oh, don't say that, Brother Landon. Don't tell me that, Brother Landon. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to that place. But God said you can increase there. God said your life doesn't end just because you find yourself there. He didn't say it was over just because you get there. Somebody needs to be encouraged tonight, whether you're coming out, whether you're coming in, or whether you're right in the middle of it, that I can still increase, that I can still find favor and blessing, and that I can still leave with great substance. We start thinking, well, I don't, I, I don't need to put down too many roots here. Because I'm not planning on staying here very long. I don't know what God has in store for me. But I'm not putting my roots down here. Because I reject that. I'm not living in that. 
I don't plan on being here for long and I don't need to have kids in this season. I don't need to, I don't need to increase here and see revival here because this, this isn't my forever. This isn't what God showed me. This isn't the promise that God gave me. I don't need to plant a garden because as soon as I do all of that work and get everything ready, God will be moving me on and I will have wasted my time. Hear me tonight, I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost right here and right now in this place. You start planting that garden even if you have to do it day by day. You say, well, I'm not planning on staying here long. You don't know how long you're going to be there. So while you're here, hear the Word of God that says you start sowing seeds right here and right now. If you're coming in, start throwing seeds. If you're on your way out, start throwing seed. If you're in the middle of it, start throwing seed and saying God while I'm here I'm going to plant a garden I'm going to see growth I'm going to see things spring up that I never dreamed possible God I'm going to do the work oh I know you're there and I know you're sowing in tears but if you would sow in tears you're going to reap in joy if you would sow those tears and those seeds right now in this place in this season, then something's going to spring up in your life. Well, I don't know about having revival here now. I'm not really ready for all of that and I'm not sure that I'm ready to have babies in this hour and and we're not ready for all of that. Oh no, I want you to start it right here in this place. Well, God, wait till we've got a better situation. Wait until my life's all figured out and I've got it all worked out where we can we can maintain that and God said no right here right now right in this place this is where I want you to do it wherever you're at tonight this is where I want you to experience revival this is where I want you to sow this is where I want you to harvest this is where I want you to see all that I have for you stop waiting on a better day stop waiting on a better opportunity Now is the time for you to see it happen. Oh, I know. I know you'd like to be somewhere better. I know you'd like to see other things. But make it happen here. And make it happen now. Come on, let's stand all over this place tonight. Come on, you don't have to get quiet because you stood up. There's somebody. You find yourself in a hard place tonight. You have found yourself in a place where you feel like you've been under the hand of a Nebuchadnezzar or the hand of a Pharaoh. And you're saying, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how it's going to happen. And God is saying, just do it. Just do what I'm asking you to do. Oh, right in the middle of the hard time right in the middle of the tears and the struggle I want you to plant a garden I want you to build something here build you a home 
you're not going anywhere for a while so while you're here make the most of it while you're in this season see revival while you're in this season reap a harvest while you're in this season let God do a work in your life oh I'm in a jail cell Oh, I've got chains. I can't even remember the last time I lifted my hands. Lift your hands tonight. Lift your hands tonight. God, right here. Right here, God. God, I'm not going to quit doing what I've always done because I'm in a hard place. I'm not going to quit worshiping because I found myself in difficulty. Bahaya. 